Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchep. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every single week, we talk about our ongoing thesis that is digital hospitality. Every business needs to be digital first, and every business needs to be in the media business. A lot of times, that gets a little bit overwhelming to small business owners and entrepreneurs is, how do I become a, mar- a media company? And the truth is, it starts with mindset. And part of our job on this podcast is to teach you all the things that we not only we have learned as a small business, a barbecue restaurant that is now a media company, but the smartphone storytelling tactics and strategies that will help you become a better storyteller. Uh, The coolest thing is that we get to bring on people that are much more experienced in a lot of different fields. So whether we're talking about sports entertainment, whether we're talking about media production, whether we're talking about digital marketing, uh, entrepreneurship, small business, we get the biggest, brightest minds in the business to come and to share their secrets so that you can be better. Um, Today, we have the pleasure of bringing Amy Scruggs, the owner of Amy Scruggs Media. She is a media coach. She is an author. She is a TV host. She is a recording artist. Um, She has a podcast. Her and I met through LinkedIn. Another reason why on this show we talk about these digital playgrounds. It's so important to have a presence on these digital playgrounds because you have no ideas the opportunities that you can make through Clubhouse, through LinkedIn, through TikTok, through Instagram, through creating a mobile first website and creating content for that website. Uh, Amy and I met through LinkedIn and now she's here to share all of her secrets on the show. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I have been really looking forward to this connection with you and for our minds to come together and hopefully empower others today. So thanks so much for this opportunity. It's so fantastic. Um, let, let's start with David Meltzer. Anybody that follows the show, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know David Meltzer is my, my media mentor, um, somebody that we've had on multiple times. I repurpose coaching calls that I have with him so that you guys can learn kind of a, a seat at the table of the things that we talk about, where we're thinking. And um, you and I, we share, we share the, the mutual connection. How did you first meet David Meltzer? So I've been the host of American Dream TV for four years now, and it was a couple years ago, one of the days that I actually wasn't supposed to host, and there's no ads, right? <laughs> At the call that the the, uh, the other host, he wasn't able to make it in that morning. He said, Amy, can you come in? It's an interview with David Meltzer. I'm, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh my gosh. I knew that this was going to be that life-changing interview for me, an incredible opportunity as an interviewer to get past those nerves of saying, wow, I'm, I'm interviewing somebody of his caliber and, and so well-respected, but I knew that this was a chance for me to just bring my best and be myself and, and make that connection, bring good content. So I showed up not much preparation time. I had about an hour's notice. And with David, what I love is just put your seatbelt on and hang on because it's going to be just fine. And so it gave me the opportunity to meet him. And then continue to be in his private sales coaching and mentor under him ever since for the past three years. And it's been life changing. I love that. And I hope people listen to the call. You know, what you just said, you are a media coach. Like literally you are a media coach, yet you find and you put yourself in a position to continually improve your craft. And while David Meltzer does talk about media, he talks about business, he talks about strategy, but it's not just being in the presence of David Meltzer, it's all the people that also want to improve no matter what business they're in. And I'm sure you've met some incredible people um, through that coaching program. All industries, all professionals, whether it's somebody with a small boutique shop or somebody with a large corporation, entrepreneurs, producing real estate and and loan officers, people who are trying to get their nonprofits out there and make a difference in, in the world. There's that common thread 
the being comfortable in front of the camera, being able to articulate, share your message in a way that's going to resonate is where it becomes a game changer. And it is so common for people to not know how to get into that, to not know how to do it. More common than people realize. Everybody thinks they're the only one that's not comfortable. And that's just not the case. Yeah, it's so for for us, we we like to talk about smartphone storytelling because that's literally what we're what we've been doing to build our business. We are not in a good location, Spring Valley. We love Spring Valley, but if you went to a real estate expert, they would tell you definitely don't open in Spring Valley and especially don't open in 2008. So we literally had to lean in. We wouldn't be open if we didn't learn how to use Facebook, if we didn't learn how to use Yelp, if we didn't learn how to fix our own website to start to create content. But what I love about this podcast is I can talk to someone like you that's in a coaching program with David Meltzer that's meeting with all these other great intellectual minds in different industries, yet it all comes down to us sharing our story, working on our pitch. How do we do a better job conveying our ideas and then distributing them through the smartphone, through all these apps? Because as somebody that's experienced in media, what did you have to do before in order to get your message out, your marketing message? It's a constant daily evolution where you go, okay, if it's not resonating with people, then clearly I'm not, it's not a message unless you hear it. I'm not delivering it right. If this isn't resonating, if I'm not feeling that connection with people and constantly being well, being able to self-evaluate, I still every day completely self-evaluate. Am I bringing in my true authentic self? Yes. I watch everything back. If I lead an interview or I'm in an interview, I'm going to watch it back. Was I authentic? Did I articulate? Did I ramble on? What are some of the things and those common mistakes that happen? But being willing to always go back in and dissect, was I showing who I really am and my passion and my heart? And I, I hope we can talk about this a little bit, but even just the power of the body language and what our face says when we're communicating some things. People get so caught up in what am I going to say? How yes. am I going to say it? Do I do you know, the one common question that I get the most from every professional and it's been going on for years is, oh, do I sound like that? Do I look like that? People don't <laughs> want to confront you know what the answer is? Yes. Yes. The answer do. is yes. And Thank if this you. Is something that you don't like or you don't like to hear your voice, then start playing it more and getting familiar. Well, maybe change your tones or how you deliver or what your inflections are. If you don't like how you look, I get that. We all deal with our insecurities. But when you get into the passion of what you're doing and your why and it's resonating with people, guess what? I'm with you right now, Sean, and I don't care what my hair looks like. Correct. I don't know. There might be lipstick on my teeth, but I hope you tell me, right? <laughs> it would be my job I, as a show host to tell you. And, and my producer's that. my producer's job to edit it, even though we don't edit anything. But yes, no, you're hundred percent. You're 100% right. And I love that you brought that up because it is the imposter syndrome. You know, and as somebody that's a small business owner, and we have a lot of small business owners that listen to this, a lot of people that are building their personal brand, it's the imposter syndrome of, I don't like what I sound like. I don't like what I look like. I don't know if I have anything to say. What is the 
words of encouragement that you tell somebody that sits in that seat? If someone's listening to this podcast, obvious, what we say is stay curious, get involved and ask for help. Those are three things my grandfather taught me. Yes. Number one, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't curious, like you're part of the tribe. You want to be better at your craft. You're compelled to think that digital hospitality is something that sounds interesting that you've experienced in your life, whether it was in your business, whether it was you as a consumer, all of a sudden this oh shit moment where technology has given you the gift of some amazing product or service. And then you want, not only do you want more of it, but you want to sing about it and tell other people online, this was such an incredible experience. Like that's the world that we're living in. How do you help somebody who's listening to this podcast go, okay, I know Sean, you talk about it every single week. Let's hear it from Amy. What is, what is Amy and her coaching program? What do you tell your clients when they first come to you and they, and they have that imposter syndrome? Well, first we come back to the basics because anybody who's ready to start vamping up their digital marketing, their media, even doing those, the cell phone marketing at, at their business. If you're ready to start wanting to talk about your business, wanting to be on podcasts, wanting to get your name out there and the word out there about what you're passionate about, whatever that is, that means that you're passionate about it. Because if if you hate what you're doing, then we're gonna have different coaching. We're gonna have that talk <laughs> about finding your purpose in life, finding your passion, realigning, shifting, you know, getting on a new path so that then we can come back to your digital marketing and your media marketing. Because right now I'm speaking to those that you love what you do. Yes. And you're you. you're you have the imposter. I don't like how I look, I don't like how I sound. Well, what I tell people when they sit down in a chair with me to be interviewed was I still, you know, conduct a lot of interviews. <laughs> And they say, well, what do I say? Well, you eat, sleep and breathe this, I hope. I hope what you're about to talk about is what you wake up excited about every Thank day. You. you do this, not me. Correct. You know you're the business. expert. Yeah, you, know you your live product. it. You, you know your passion. You know your, your outreach. You know whatever that is. So let's hone in with that first. And, and the core of everything, when you go on to talk about something, you're usually going to hit, where have I been and what got me here? Why am I passionate about this? So I started here, went here, went there, and that landed me here. Now we're going to talk about what here looks like. Yes. And then we're going to fast forward over to what are you trying to achieve? What, what is your call to action? What are you trying to grow? What are you trying to build? What audience are you trying to reach? So you look at these three components and all of a sudden your mind can take it in. And you're not thinking about, well, well of course, I'm going to talk about how I got here what I'm doing now and why I love it and where I'm trying to get because, I'm, and, and as you know, David teaches us, you got to go ask for help. Well, yes. if I don't talk about these three things, how am I going to reach people to be asking for that help if I don't put that need out there? So when you wrap your mind around your content and remembering that you love doing it again, then it takes away that, oh, is this what I sound like? And this is what I look like. Because we're out, we, we take the same face to the grocery store. We take Correct. the same face out with people. Our loved ones know our face. If yes. you're not liking the message you're giving, then we need to take another look. And the first thing I start working with people is on their resting face. What their on their on their what? The resting face. Sean, I love it. Is so critical. I love it. Awareness of what our face is doing. What is your face saying when you're in active listening? What is your face saying when you're delivering a message? What is your face saying when you're caught off guard or when you're angry or sad? When you can learn to control what that is, because the message you're sending is coming from your face before it ever comes from your words. Wow, that is amazing. I haven't heard that, but you're absolutely right. I mean, when you talk about active listening, and I think that's part of the problem with when somebody starts thinking about being on camera. And when we think about being on camera, at least me, back to when I first got the media opportunities to go on local news, to go on Fox 5 or to go on mm. CBS, I had 
huge imposter syndrome, like huge. I was like, I can't go on and talk about barbecue. They're going to ask me some technical question about barbecue that I can't answer because I'm not the pit master. I'm not the one that's putting ribs onto the smoker. But once I got over that and realized nobody was going to tell the Cali barbecue media story the way that I was going to tell it, no one was going to tell the story of why did we start this charity barbecue festival in our community so that we could give back. No one was going to share that story better than I could. Once I got over that, then I could work on improving. How do I not say like and um and, you yes. know, and those the other words. Hearts. But I had I had to just go and dive into the deep end. Right. I also had to realize, how do I present on camera? What am I doing with my hands? Like, if what am I doing with my hands? Like, I'm standing next to Derek, who's owns the butcher shop, and we're co-hosting this event. Like, what do we both look like? But I, you have to get there first, right? You have to get to that point where, and the beautiful thing that we talk about all the time is you don't need to be on CBS anymore. You don't need to be on a national TV show. Literally, these platforms are built to share your story. So how do you empower those of your coaching clients to start to use media? Because media is such a big loaded word. What is media? First, what is media? What did media mean when you first got into the business? And what does media mean now? It's interesting. When I first got in the business, media was, okay, these are my clients at first were all just clients that were going to be on the TV show that, yep. that I host with American Dream TV. So there was just, okay, you're going to be on a TV show or we're preparing you for a large podcast. And even in the last 18 months shifting to, there, there are professionals that I help just to rep them, represent themselves correctly in a virtual meeting. Let's yes. just not, let's not even start with media and getting your, your message <laughs> out there. Let's start, start with your Zooms where Correct. you're a hot mess. Yeah. You, you, okay, don't get up and down when the camera's on. Don't eat in front of the camera. Look into the camera. Realize that people are watching you when you don't know you're being watched. I've seen incredible professionals making tragic mistakes yes. in virtual meetings without just knowing a few you know, common things to remember and how to frame themselves. So we, so we start there and realizing that even just getting their confidence in these Zoom meetings that we're all in all the time, well, guess what? Now those skills are going to transcend to their marketing. And everybody's got the camera in their hand now and everybody's doing their cell phone video marketing. And one of the things that I like to encourage people that are uncomfortable is to stop worrying about, I have to go live. Everybody wants to click that live <laughs> button, right? And then they're like, um, I'm here today to talk about, and what I'd really like to say is, um, yeah, so, well, that's a problem. Because yes. now everybody is just swipe. You've lost them. Yep. That's it. What if you record yourself first, take two and toss one. Yes. And get in the habit of doing two quick ones. Okay. I liked this and I liked that. Make sure you like how you represent and then post it. Does anybody really know that you posted it 30 seconds after you took it versus it was live, but guess what's happening. There's a confidence that's starting to be built. Then yeah. you, you get that first success of, Oh, I liked what I put up. Now you're going to like doing it again. So little things that you can do to adjust, almost putting the training wheels on of stepping into having our faces in front of a camera all day, which is what we do. You and I, our faces yes. are in front of a camera all day. All the time. Now my interaction with human beings, I'm like, oh, there's people, there's humans. <laughs> oh my gosh, this, this is amazing. I'm back out into some you know, public events. This is incredible. But we really are getting used to living our life and promoting our passions, our business, our days, our family everything that we're doing through these little devices yes and the mistake is when you take too long to get to the message yes. you're not sure what you're about to say and I, I have another point if it's okay sean now please one of the tips i like to give 
people, if you picture, I love, cause you're, you're, you're in food, you've got the restaurant, you serve a giant plate of food. Yes. Everybody thinks that they're going to go on that 30 second video or one minute video and they want to share the entire plate. And then they wonder why they don't have any more content for the rest of the week. Yes. Well, you shared the entire plate in one setting. How about if we just come on and talk about the potatoes? That's it. Just give me yep. the potato today. Give us some nuggets. We don't have to just put everything out there in one quick video. We can break it down. And again, then the mind can go, oh, I can do that. You mean I'm only going to talk about this today? I'm, I'm at this open house or I'm, you know, at this amazing downtown event or this charity event that I'm at, you know, here's a great group. I'd love you to support. Check it out. Go to this site. Goodbye. Yes. Then you can break it down. People get themselves overwhelmed thinking that being on camera, being in an interview or a podcast like this, or even if you have the opportunity to share your business on television, like you and I have both been able to do, that it's this massive thing that I'm going to have to say so much that it's going to be bigger than the thesis I did in college. Correct. I love how you broke it down. You knew you could share the story of your business better than anybody. That's it. That's it. And you lived it. It's already in there. If you're a founder, no one's going to like, literally you've convinced so many people, how many people have told you you can't do it. And you've literally proven that you can do it. And you've opened the doors and you've gotten into business. Tell that story. Nobody else can tell it. Literally. There's nobody else. Everyone wants someone else to do it. We want the media to share our story. We want the press to write about us. We want somebody, a radio host to talk about our business. We want, you know, somebody to do a, an in-depth interview about what, what we're doing. Ultimately, nobody's going to be able to do that better than you. And then there's never been a better opportunity now to distribute what you're doing and learn the skill of doing it. And if you can't be magnetic in that delivery, then you need to go reevaluate how much you love your business. Yes. Because even people that are introverted or have a more, I mean, I'm big, I'm all Amy. I'm just, <laughs> ah, you know, I know I'm a lot. I can come in a room and that's it. And I know everybody has their different personality sets, but when you're talking about something that you have built from the ground up, something you're passionate about, something you're excited about, you're going to show that naturally. And if you can't, then again, we go back to the drawing board of reevaluating where you are, what your purpose is in life, continuing to find that pursuit, because the more you can focus on that, the easier being on camera is. That's amazing. It is. Are you on TikTok? You know, I'm, I'm not an only, not yet. I have no, I have three grown sons and a, and a senior in high school daughter. And I've promised I've been basically TikTok and Snapchat banned. There's like oh, a really? category I'm not allowed to be in, in order, because they, they've had a lot of Amy, a lot of mom their entire they've life. A, they've had a lot they've of Amy. They've me Fair as enough. a recording artist. Everything in their life has been, yeah, there's, there's Amy. Yes. So I have made a commitment to stay off of certain platforms out of okay. respect for my four children that have had a little bit too much of me. Fair enough. That's fair enough. The only reason I bring up TikTok is because it was a great example that you gave with the full plate and just the potatoes. Because we just started doing a three TikTok 33 challenge that we started ourselves because we wanted to be better on that platform. Yes. Kyle and Sarah, who is a restaurant consultant, um, he was producing all this great restaurant owner content, the truth. And the reason why I love TikToks is such a short form video. And back to one idea, you know, let's talk about the potatoes. Let's talk about the ribs. Let's talk about the salad. But when you think about media, when I think about media, when I think about creating a YouTube show, that's a bigger, much bigger pillar production. But once you start to think about what can I do on Instagram reels and what can I do on TikTok, you get one idea. And you have to hook them quickly with that one idea and you've got to create compelling content. It's the same reason that you guys, when you're trained to put on a national TV show, 
you have certain things that are going to draw the viewer in before you go to break and certain things that you're going to come to right after you come from break. Do you remember the first time that you were on camera? I do. I remember my first big TV interview and it was in in Phoenix, Arizona in 2008 for the 4th of July show that I was opening for Clint Black. Really? You were opening for Clint Black? I've opened, yes, I've had the, the privilege as a recording artist to open for a lot of the majors in country that music. That is amazing. And so Clint Black was my first, that was my first national stage. Wow, so also what my a first stage. Morning stage. <laughs> That's a good one. There's been Were you nervous? <laughs> no, I've been- were, You were exactly life. where you're supposed to be. I was, because I, since I was three years old, I said I was going to do that because it's been a passion and ingrained in me that when you get handed that moment, then that you've dreamed of, that you visualized your entire life and it happens nerves. Why would I bog myself down with nerves except no. for just the overwhelming gratefulness that this opportunity just happened and the doors wow. just open and it did open doors. I went on to open for Trace Atkins and, you know, really? Church, Charlie Daniels, a Amazing. lot of the majors and wow. then the spokesperson for the American veterans for three years for the state of California. It was that first, show that opened up that door for that credibility to make that happen so do i worry about okay is everything gonna go right nothing ever goes right a, a guitar string breaks lights go out a monsoon hit right before the clint black show of course it did <laughs> things are always gonna go wrong but we adapt but when you get handed beautiful opportunities and for everybody now with digital marketing the way that it is with media being at our fingertips this is an opportunity I, and I say this, when I first started performing and touring in 2007 and 08, Facebook was newer. Instagram didn't exist. Yeah, YouTube correct. was where you went to watch some funny pet videos. My correct. cell phone did not have a camera in it that I could upload to an app and put it out there. I had to do it old school of literally shaking hands, kissing babies, being on every radio morning show that morning, hoping the newspaper wrote about me. And I had to do it that way. I can't even imagine if I had had what's in my hands now when I was touring then. Right. It would have been off the hooks. I had to do it old school. I'm like, I can't even imagine if I had these tools. And here we have professionals that have them now as they're launching their businesses. And I Correct. just want to say, do you understand what you had? When I started in, in the business industry in 2001, I was doing it with a flip phone, you know, and a wired earpiece. There were ways we had to do business before, before what we have now that is a privilege. And if we see it as a privilege and a joy and an incredible opportunity that no one in the world has ever seen before, yes. that should start taking some of those nerves down, don't you think? I love it. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I love the fact that you talk about exactly that. It's, it's the ability now for somebody that's in legacy media, somebody that's in TV, literally they can build their own personal brand outside of who they are on television, outside yes. of who they are on radio, outside of who they are as a newspaper reporter. Literally now, if you embrace the platforms and you start to use the internet's easy. It's audio, it's video, it's written word, and it's images, and it's all stories. So if you can tell your story on any of those platforms, then you can start to produce content for this smartphone, and you can start to get different opportunities. One of the things that I, I it, when we first started our restaurant, I was always jealous of the restaurant owner that always got interviewed. It was like, isn't that always this? Why do they always go to that restaurant for the, for the interview? And then now, literally, we've become that person where I'm tired of seeing myself on TV. And when people ask me, how did you do it? You do it by literally being bad at it. <laughs> like, you have to be willing to be bad in order to be good. So for me, were you ever bad? And how did you get better? 
oh yes, I watched that first interview. And <laughs> let's go back to that I, first interview. Uh, first so you're all, opening for Clint Black, right? I'm opening for Clint Black. I'm doing the morning show, Arizona TV. And I watch it now and go, why would I wear beige? That's my worst color. What were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I was washed out. Like there was no contrast between my face and what I was wearing. I, I was comfortable. You could see I was comfortable. But for me now, I cringe and go, okay, why didn't I phrase this this way? Why wasn't I more active listening with the host? I mean, I might've missed some cues that I've just, I've learned how to evolve, but I can look back at it and go, okay, it is what it is. And yes, I will put it out there. And sometimes it's embarrassing, but that's how I grew. That's how I learned so that the next time I didn't, I didn't want to do that. Let's not make that mistake next time. Radio yeah. interviews. And, and I would always listen to them back. A big mistake that people make is not going back and watching their own footage. I don't care if it's just your cell phone footage at home, capturing your kids and you're, you're in the video, or if it's your major marketing that you're doing for your business, people will set, put it out there and not look back. I had an opportunity when I put my book together, I had an opportunity to interview coach John Robinson and he's from here in San Diego. And he was wow. the famous coach that led USC to their championships for years, the LA Rams. And now he's the head coach advisor for LSU. He's in his eighties and he just brought the team to its championship in 2019. So I interviewed coach and I said, coach, why is it so important that players watch the tape? Why do they watch the tape? And he said, Amy, he said, we teach the game from the tape. The players aren't even allowed onto the field until they learn it from the tape. Yep. Watching the tape creates champions. And it's no different in our business. When we go back and watch ourselves, be willing to evaluate, ask somebody else to help, get a coach and, you know, get a coach if you need to, anyone yep. that, that specializes to say, if I really want to hit this goal and I'm passionate about what I'm doing, why would I leave this category unattended and put it in the closet? And I just don't want to look at it. We have to look at it or yes. your message isn't going to be received. You're not going to be that person on TV or on your social media. Why is everybody swiping? Why doesn't anybody engage? Well, because you had 25 filler words before you got to the first sentence. I'm like, yeah, so uh, why? Uh, uh, no, we're not engaging. Yes. It takes work just like anything else. It takes, it takes work. It takes a commitment to that work. And I think so much of what holds people up is the vanity metric of the likes of how many views did it get? Because it's become so easy to see, okay, I posted a video on Instagram and it only got this many views, or I posted it on Facebook or wherever it is. And it's discouraging because we see, all we see is the viral videos. We see, oh, this one had 10 million views. This had 80 million views. Well, I want that. Well, even if you have that, that has only done one thing for one business. Yes. What do you want? You're building a sustainable business into the future. So you need to know what's the craft behind how did I get to the 80 million? It wasn't that one video. It's how do I make that next video tomorrow? How do I make it the next day and the day after that? Because once you start to learn what that recipe is, then you're playing in a completely different ballgame. Completely. And I love, you know, you and I both have learned under Melser and even the, the podcast that you have out there with his coaching about repurposing content. Yes. You know, here's what's fun is that I repurposed my inter interview that I did with David Melser and you and I have connected and I'm here on this podcast right now. So I don't care if you were the only one that saw that post and saw that video, because guess what we're doing now? Now, correct. now we have a commonality. That's now we're correct. sharing the same message and we're going to help others. And if there's five people that are going to see this 5,000, 10,000, I just want those that are meant to see it, to see it, that are yeah. going to take this and what we're trying to say, because you're just as passionate about this as I am yes. of just trying to get people to get out of their own way 
and step in and, and give this a try. And if it's just not for you, then take your business another direction, go back to mailers, go back to doing it or outsource and hire somebody that is going to be the face for your company that yep. is comfortable in front of the camera. But where can you get out of your own way and still be successful in this? I love that. I mean, it's, it, it's just so amazing to me to be living where we're living right now at this intersection of technology that literally, I mean, we talk about, we don't, we're building on the backs of giants. We're literally telling stories on the backs of all of these apps that have been built for us and all these inner, you know, these internet, oh shit moments. What was, do you have any particular internet, oh shit moments where you're like, whether it was a website or posting on Facebook, or, I mean, we have them all the time. We just like to talk about them a lot on the podcast. Do you have any recent internet, oh shit moments or any old internet, oh shit moments? That like, I did myself? Wow. Yes. Oh gosh. No, because I, I laugh at myself a lot. So I'll, I'll trip up. <laughs> I'll screw up an intro to something constantly. I'll be in the studio and I'll screw up an intro and I just start busting up because I find the more I laugh at myself when I have those oh crap moments, yeah. the actually the better I get. When I get stressed about it is when you'll go, okay, I need to do better next time. Okay, okay, one more take, one more take. I've done some pretty, I mean, on stage, I have fallen on stage. I have fallen into the drum kit. Sure. I have fallen downstairs. For me, a lot of live performance that I've had those moments. I'm like, yes. And I just do, I, you remember Mary Catherine Gallagher from Saturday Night Live? Yes. Like, star. That's it. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> own it. I'll own it as superstar. And I don't mind when my guests see if I make a mistake or if I have to start over again, because then that brings the comfort in. I'm still a human. I'm still yes. going to have an off day, Correct. but I can Correct. shake it off real yeah. fast. Well, you embrace I want you to see me authentic as well. I, I love when people see my, you know, that I do laugh too loud or sometimes I'm goofy or, you know, maybe I have nine day hair today. I don't know. I'm honest about that because yes. I'm just a real person out there trying to make a difference as well. Yeah. I, I guess I'll ask the question in a better way. Was there is so with technology, especially like I talk about Facebook and when I first started our business with my business partner from college, uh, Corey Robinson, him and I, we started the restaurant you know, we're really excited. We're taking over a breakfast restaurant. We're adding a full liquor license. We're going to turn it into this sports entertainment destination. And then I remember him, you know, going home because we were roommates and then him talking about, oh yeah, I have a Facebook account and me dismissing Facebook completely and saying, you know, that's just a joke. Like, what are you doing? You're playing games on Facebook. Or are you just trying to pick up chicks on Facebook? And he's like, you know, no, whatever. But then we got to a point in our business where literally we couldn't pay our bills. And I saw that Facebook had a ability to claim a Facebook page to start to tell people for free that our business was open. Like, do you have any of those where you said, no chance I'm going to be on TikTok or Snapchat, but then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to bring the kids together. Like, I know I made a promise, but TikTok is blowing up. This is what I do. I'm going to start taking, I'm going to start singing on TikTok and you guys are just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> I think for me, it comes to Instagram was the first one that my kids okay. were like, no, mom, don't be on Instagram. So I stayed in my little, they're like, Facebook is for you old people. And, uh, and then I, I stayed off of Instagram and then I slipped into the Instagram world. Now they've gotten used to it. They're yes. used to be an Instagram now. And so it's, it's, it's okay, but still that was a delicate battle. And I'll, I remember a few years ago when I'm like, what's the Snapchat thing? And, and it was one of my sons, I won't say which one here, but he was like, no, no, no. because no, I don't want you that's to my see playground. me on Snapchat. I don't I'm want like, you to see what I'm doing on Snapchat. They don't want me to know. Yeah. They don't want me to know. I'm like, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be doing it. 
and I remember saying, no, I wasn't going to do the Facebook ads. They went ads and putting the money into digital marketing that I remember at the time, like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I, and I really thought that just maybe, you know, manipulating with the algorithms on my personal page was going to do the trick and clearly found out, okay, that's not happening. It's time that I get informed on this, get educated and get empowered in this space. And so for me, it's constantly having to be willing to shift where you're right. Where am I being stubborn and saying, no, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to yeah. be on there. And where do I need to keep taking a look, getting advice from people like you and, and other professionals that I am in line with to say, okay, what's working for you? Where, yeah. where are you seeing that visibility? And I've already put out a flare warning to the high schooler that uh, TikTok may be in the future here. Just yes. be prepared. You, I'm they, looking at it. Especially with what I do, I think it's important. It's literally, literally what you do will help other TikTokers with their content because literally everything that you're talking about, all of your expertise will help make better TikTok videos. Well, if I can get an endorsement video from you that I can Done. play for those four. Oh, 100 percent. Look, at, this is this is what my colleagues are saying it's time to do. And I need you to stop holding me back in this category or you can, you know, I, I won't I won't follow you. I promise. <laughs> well, I mean, Meltzer talks about it all the time. He's like as a 54 year old businessman, white businessman, he was getting made fun of by all of the professionals in his circle that he was making videos that he was posting them on Instagram. You know, who do you think you are? You think you're some influencer. And now all those same people are coming with their companies saying, how do you create media content for our corporation, for our business, for our nonprofit? Because yes. literally that's the playground that we're talking about. I mean, I was on a call with Greg Rempe, who hosts the Barbecue Central show just before uh, we started this recording. And I was telling him about, you know, when I started working with Meltzer, which was in January of 2020. So January before the pandemic, you know, I think he had about 60,000 Instagram followers. He's over a half a million Instagram followers. And that's because he's willing to put content out there to test. He has an incredible team that's willing to test, but it's like, don't wait. Like we can't wait. If you're listening to this podcast, you can't wait for two years to go, okay, you know, Sean was talking about a three TikTok 33 challenge. Like I started That'll that two over. years ago, like do it now. Like I'm not a TikTok expert, but I'm willing to make stupid videos, repurpose old content, create yes. new content and test because I know that it's literally where the best organic reach is right now. So let's start testing it. And honestly, by testing this three TikTok 33, I've started my whole team. Stover's running our Cali barbecue TikTok page. Literally, he's starting to use content in ways that we have never done before. And we're a barbecue media company, but it's literally by running these little tests. Is there anything that you do that disrupts kind of like any kind of challenges that you put yourself on that disrupts your way of thinking to help you grow or scale? I think for me, it's the repurposing content as well. Yep taking taking interviews photos things that i have i have a lot of interviews i'm really proud of great professionals i've interviewed yes. a lot of people are so worried about continually making new content and realizing that you've yes. got you've got gold mines already in your in your yep. portfolio that you haven't taken a look at so going back and and reevaluating saying where can i post i did an interview a couple of years ago with a world war ii veteran that survived normandy you better wow. believe I repurpose that all Absolutely. the time. I don't want that just to be out there once. I don't want to inspire and motivate people and remember to say thank you and honor and remember that time all the time. So repurposing the content for me really makes a difference because then I can be in my creative zone of thinking ahead of new content I want to do. What does I want to do next month? What interviews do I want? Who do I want to meet? Maybe I need to just take some downtime and be in that creative space. I still have plenty of content I can read 
repurpose. And I don't think many people are really doing that. I don't see it. I see it with, with those of us that kind of know to do that, but I don't see it a lot. Well, and then people won't post or they won't put themselves out there or they'll put the wrong things out there. And it's just not consistent. Well, so much back to how we started this podcast is it, it comes up to a mindset. Are you willing to call yourself a media company? Like, because if you start to think that you're a media company and start to understand that the content is all around us, we're documenting every single day what's happening, we're publishing, we're learning what works, what doesn't work, then you can actually get to a place where you're starting to create pillar content, where consistently, no matter what, every single Thursday, we're producing a digital hospitality podcast. Like every single Friday, we're on a clubhouse call about digital hospitality. Yes. And by doing that, then you can start to go, well, wait, we had an incredible interview with Amy on that podcast. I can clip up what she said about the potatoes and the micro content, yes. and I can use that as a TikTok clip Please because that's do. a powerful, I, I will, <laughs> literally we will. Like literally our team, that's exactly what Stover and Toby, what, what our team is, is built to do is, is to repurpose the great pillar content that we're doing because it's, you never know when the message is going to resonate. You never know when something somebody says, when something that David Meltzer says, or whether it's Tim Ferriss or Gary Vaynerchuk or Ariana Huffington, these are all people that I listen to their podcasts. I watch their content because they inspire me. Like they inspire me. They're playing a game at a much higher level, a much more sophisticated level. And I, I love the things that they're doing. Does that mean I agree with everything? No, but you better believe there's some pieces of content. There's something that somebody said one time that I'm like, you know, it oh, resonates. you can be a, you can be a media company. Well, sure enough, CaliBarbecue.media. We are a media company. Yes. And not only that, but we want to empower other people to know that they, too, are one. I was working with a team. I have a couple teams I work with out of state. And one of them in particular was saying, well, how do we do this? And I said, you have to look at it as being the digital mayor of your community. Yes. This team happened to be a group of, of real estate professionals. And I said, you want to go out and sit, are you stopping at the dry cleaner on the way home? Do you go to the same coffee shop to get your coffee? Are you picking up your kids at the school and you're part of the PTA? What a beautiful opportunity to turn your camera on and yeah. say thank you to those people. I'd love you to meet my favorite barista here at this shop. I'm here every morning. Bring your presence to shine what they're doing as well. Make yourself known in the community so that people see that you care about what business they have. And then you're going to start to make those connections. I would loved it when I saw one of them take a selfie and, and their produce guy at the grocery store that they just love. This produce guy always greets everybody. They took a picture with him and gave him a shout yes. out. So everybody yes. can say, make sure you say hi to this guy when you come in. He serves everyone all day. And this was the beginning of COVID when we want to thank those workers that were out there still doing that for us. What a great, beautiful way. You can come up with ways that don't have to be so big and so scary but it, but in the things that we're already doing every day that can make you that digital mayor of your community. I love that. I mean, that's it. It's everything that we talk about on the show. It's the things that we're passionate about. It's just understanding that once you go into selfie mode and you don't even have to go into selfie mode, like so many people are so terrified of what they look like, what they sound like, like how we, how we've talked about that's that's a different conversation. That's back to, you know, talking about are, are you passionate about your business? Because if you're passionate right. about your business, then we can work with you. If you're, you know, if you if you're working on your mental health, you're working on your physical health, those are separate. But if you're ready to do it and you're ready to go into selfie mode, it's understanding that there's opportunities for storytelling everywhere. Yes. Right. There's opportunities for storytelling. There's opportunities. One of the biggest unlocks for me was 
personal Facebook versus business Facebook. Mm -hmm. Understanding that there's people that know me in real life who have known me my whole life and whether it was in school or whether it was professional relationships, they follow me on my personal Facebook page. And then we have our business Facebook page. Yes. Once I started not discriminating, understand I am who I am. I'm Sean, the owner of Cali Barbecue Media. And now I'm a dad and now I'm a husband. I am all of these things. And I don't like this work-life balance, understanding it's one life for me. One life. It's one life. It's one life. And the camera's on, the camera's off. There's, do I share everything? No, but I share a lot of things that most business owners wouldn't do. But I do it because it makes me excited to go back to work. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I am the product of my business. Yes. As, as a speaker, as a coach, as a recording artist, the things that I do, the product is me. And yep. if I'm not transparent in both of those things, always with discretion, but if I'm, if I'm putting it on my business page, I'm going to want it on my personal. And if, and if I have it on my personal and I shouldn't put it on my business, then I shouldn't have put it on my personal either. Correct. Because there Thank needs you. to be that discretion in there that is respectful to all of those, you know, my friends Thank and my you. family, the private parties I go to, I, I don't need to take pictures and post because I'm here as just Amy. I'm here as your friend. I'm here to support you. I don't need to Correct. post a picture unless there's a reason to, I use discretion, but I'm still all me, like you said, on both of those platforms, because that transparency is so important that when you meet me, hopefully, you know, Sean, when you looked me up that when you meet me now, that there's continuity there. Okay. It's the same yeah. person. I don't have a different personality 100%. than what I projected from what you looked up. And that's that, so yeah, important. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So I'm so happy. The last guest that we had on Manveer was from, he's from India and he talked about social proof. I met him on a clubhouse call. We were talking about ghost kitchens and his, his what he talked about was so compelling that I invited him to be on the podcast, but I had no context of who he was the same. I didn't know who you were outside of your digital profile, your personal brand that you've built for yourself. You've yes. built a brand on LinkedIn. That's how we connected. I looked up, looked you up on LinkedIn and I Googled you and literally everything that I Googled came back and told me that you not only are you, you are who you say you are, but you're backing that up. You're backing that up every single day with what you've done historically, as well as what you're doing now. You're, you're relevant. You're making huge moves. You're helping people. You're empowering people. And that's what's exciting is that once somebody starts to do that for themselves and for their business, they're going to start to build meaningful relationships with people that you never thought you'd ever meet. It's the truth. And it, and it's a continue ongoing process. People get very narrow-minded in what's well, just today. Well, this is my brand today. My <laughs> brand of who I am now is the same as it was 20 years ago. Correct. It has just evolved and grown. I've added more tools to the tool belt. Yep. My network has grown. My resources have grown. What I've been able to do and expand, but who I was, even as the spokesperson of the veterans, you, I'm going to an event, I'm singing at a charity event in Huntington Beach coming up. And those people there know me from 15 years ago. They're going to get the same Amy. The only difference yeah. now is I have some great updates. I have some yes. new content. I have a new album coming out. I've got the book. I have updates, but my brand, and what I've built and who I am has been consistent. And I see this as such a beautiful journey. And I'm excited for 10 years from now. I don't know what that yeah. holds. I'm excited Correct. to see what else has been added to it. So even in my material and my content today, I always pull in parts from that past to show that credibility and that consistency. And then I also share what I'm looking forward to up ahead. And then how can I be a resource to those in my life today? And if I can keep those three points continually going out there, then the growth keeps happening. That's so, so true. I love the fact that you, 
So it's, it's not just repurposing content, but it's also, you have new followers, you know, you have new followers. So sometimes you need to reintroduce yourself and someone's like, well, I've already posted that six months ago. Well, guess what? Like, don't think that that's the only piece of content that people have seen. And if they saw it and if it was good, they don't mind seeing it again, because Amy, you resonated with that piece of content. If it was great six months ago, why can't it be great now? Exactly. There's all new people that are coming into our flow and the algorithms. I don't care. See it again. I'm proud of that moment. I post uh, every year. I repost when I sang for the, uh, at Dodger stadium for the 10th anniversary of 9-11. Really? Of course I'm going to repost that. Yes. I I hope I get to continually share and remind us where our country and where we were 20 years ago. Absolutely. So I'm proud of those moments. Why would I not reshare those? So, so powerful. When is the album coming out? October. So the end of October, we've got the book and the album. I'm a little bit crazy. I'm releasing both at the same time. Not quite no, sure. Cra- you, do you know it's that crazy f- really good in the summer? Crazy year. finds crazy. We find each other. That's that's why this whole thing works. Anybody listening to this podcast, you're part of this crazy community. So you know why not? I, and, so- and, and, and I'm so proud of the project. The outcome will be what it is. I'm not stressed about the outcome. I'm excited about the passion I put into both of these projects. The book is media coaching for professionals. It's all the media coaching, great fun stories of professionals that I've interviewed and success stories and the what not to do's and simple tips. But the album, my gosh, that's, that's Amy, the recording artist that's, that's dreamed of all of this and watched it evolve since I was three years old and to get to go back to Nashville and record a new project with the best musicians and best producer in the world. I'm just proud of the project. If, that's amazing. This is my legacy. My grandkids will know, hey, hey, grandma did it, that I've never stopped and said, well, this is where it stops. I, I did this and it stops here. It's always growing. The outcome, I hope everybody loves it and it gets and it gets heard. Maybe one person will resonate with it, maybe a million. I don't know. I'm proud of the projects and they do come out this fall and it'll be exciting to see what's ahead. That, after that. that is so amazing and inspiring. What What's the difference between publishing a book and publishing music? Oh, <gasps> The book was a little more tedious because my ADD to sit down and actually put a book together to deal with the publisher. I'm thankful my husband took over all of working with the publisher and getting that to the finish line, or I would still be at this desk in a pile of tears. <laughs> there would be just papers and it would, it would, I don't know if it would have got there. The music, whoo, that's a different ballgame. There's my creative outlet. There's the passion. There's the artist in me that, that just still loves every bit of that. And it's, it's a fiber of my being. So to be able to choose the right songs, have that opportunity and go and do that and know that's releasing. That's, that's how does it get definitely. released? How does it get released? I, I I don't know anything about music distribution outside of the fact of as a, con- together. As, as, a con- <laughs> as a consumer and, and, you know, it's the same for movie distribution, you know, a movie release that used to go to the theaters yes. now is going straight to Disney plus. And, you know, I'm sure the same thing's happening with music. Like it's great. It's all I mean, going- Another, another reason, another reason why TikTok is as, as important as it is. I mean, I was driving with my general manager and business partner, Eric, to go look at another property the other day. He's like, oh, you got to see this new Sirius XM channel. He's like, you're going to love it. I'm like, what is it? It's literally the four, the channel four, it's TikTok content. They're all songs, trending songs on TikTok is literally a Sirius XM channel now. That is awesome. That is so great. I love it because that's what that's what this world has come to, and we've got to go with that. Yes, yeah. it'll be digitally released uh, the, the end of fall, and I'm I'm 
know enough to know when I need to outsource. I know enough to know when I need to ask for help. And so thankfully I've got great professionals in the music industry that are helping us with this part of finishing awesome. the licensing, getting di distribution prepared, timing that correctly. I know when to say, Hey, this is out of my league. I delivered, I delivered my best vocals. I delivered my heart and passion on this. I'll get the rest of the, the stuff put together for the artwork and the cover, but I need the professionals to take care of that. And then I'll follow the, the advice and the wisdom of those that I respect. And we're supposed to ask for help. And so yes. I've got a lot of people I've asked for help right now as I'm doing a dual release like this, but it's working. It's working. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. So exciting. Um, I applaud you for all Thank the you. huge big picture projects you're putting out there, all the gifts you're putting out in the world. Is there anything you want to leave our audience with? Just embrace yourself. Start taking an evaluation of what it is that's holding you back from really diving into this digital world and, and being in media and start small. Figure out where can I start small? When can I just talk about the potato? When can I just go and take a picture with the barista at my favorite coffee shop and just start small and say, I want to go out and start making a difference in my community to grow my business, grow my visibility and try to get that fear out of it. If, if you can eliminate that fear and just take those small steps, it's going to get easier and easier and easier as you identify your brand and your mission. I love that. So Stover, our producer, he's going to put links in the show notes so that you can go to Amy's website, follow her on social. Um, we will update the blog um, as we go. So when her music is released, we'll be able to uh, purchase that music, support the music, support the book. Uh, can't thank you enough. And the fact that you're here in San Diego is super cool and super Dang, exciting. I can't wait to come down and see you down at the restaurant. I mean, Absolutely. I love that we both happen to be in the same county and that we're back out and about now. So I can't well, wait to come down. We're working our way low and slow up, up, up the up to north county so eventually hopefully we'll be up up to you guys so uh hope, but we hope to see you before then i will be there to sing at the ribbon cutting <laughs> beautiful deal you got a deal right there all right amy thank you so much for your time it's a pleasure thank you you're welcome